Well, good morning, Dr. O. Hetfield, and welcome to day four of our reading plan as we read through the book of James. In this time, I want to invite you to read, meditate, and pray over these passages as we trust God for a faith that works. James 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I'm being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Now, in this lockdown, we have many decisions that face us on a daily basis, both at home and in our vocation. James says that in seasons of trial, when we are constantly tempted, each decision can either bring a little bit of life or a little bit of death. So what defenses then do we have against these destructive temptations? James gives us three. The first defense is knowing that disobedience is death in disguise. You see, God never tempts us, but the world around us, the enemy alongside us, and our own hearts within us constantly do. And the truth is, sin is much more a process than simply an action. James says sin usually begins with a normal human desire, which the enemy then disguises in a deceptive manner so that we would satisfy that desire in an ungodly, broken, and sinful way. And as we choose to disobey God's good wisdom, brokenness follows. Like bait on a hook, something that looked great initially eventually brings despair, destruction, and death into our lives. Death of calling, death of passion, death of effectiveness, death of love for others, a million little deaths of the good things that God wants for us. So when temptation rears its head, know that it's actually death in disguise. Our second defense is knowing that God is good. You see, one of the tricks of the enemy is to convince us that the Father is holding out on us, that he doesn't really love or care for us. Essentially, Satan told even the garden, if God really loved you, he would give you what you want now. In the desert, Satan asked Jesus, if your father really loves you, why are you hungry? But in verse 17, James says, God only gives what is good. Even the way in which he gives or withholds is always good. God constantly gives what is good. The Greek tense there is ongoing and he does not change. He has never and will never hold out on us. See, Satan knows that the more good God becomes in my heart, the less dependent I am on other things. If my true dependence is on God alone, Satan's tempting offers become bland and unsatisfying. Know that Satan never gives any gifts because you end up paying for them dearly. He provides shortcuts, quick fixes, and instant gratification. But God teaches us to be patient and wise, holding on for what's truly good in life. So when temptation rears its head, know that God is truly good 
and wants to give us only what's truly good. Our final defense is knowing that God is in us. James says that sin fully grown gives birth to death. But in verse 18, he says that the word and truth of God fully grown in us will give birth to more of the kingdom around us. Just think, how would South Africans filled with the word of God, led by the spirit of God, encouraged by the people of God, react differently to these challenging circumstances? God has put all of this inside us and around us in order to do just that. We do not have to perform or fake it. Simply allow what God has placed in you to be formed and come to the forefront in this season. James says we were quite literally born for a season such as this. We can be good and gracious to our kids. We can give patient and wise direction at work. We can be voices of sober hope in this country. Why? Because God is in us. So as you reflect and pray today, here's a question. What's one personal or professional temptation that you are facing in the season? And what would the kingdom of God look like in this decision? Let's take it to him and pray. Be honest and open and let's trust God for a faith that works. I'll see you tomorrow.